Hi, this is M from Narcissistic Abuse Rehab. Our topic for today is sex and the female narcissist. Guys, today we're going to be talking about sex and the female narcissist. I have a big surprise for you because today we have a very special guest, Mr. JC Desmond from the brand new YouTube channel, Love Over Narcissism. Guys, you need to check this channel out because JC is a boxing promoter and he has a straightforward take on narcissism and a wonderfully motivational message coming to you from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, JC. Hey, what's up, Ben? I just want to say thank you for including me in the, on this project. Um, it's a real honor. I love your videos. Jay, it's so good to have you. I've watched your whole catalog and I really love your message of hope and resilience. So tell me, what's your main goal with love over narcissism? The reason, you know, why I started this channel is because I want people to understand that it's not their fault. I want to stress to people that they are enough. They are good enough to be in loving relationships. They are good enough to have friends. They are good enough to get all the things they want in life. But a lot of times when uh, people um, are discarded and they're left uh, by these these narcissistic creatures, um, they they often uh, have like you know PTSD. Uh, they become very depressed. Some even become suicidal, and, um, and and they think it's all their fault. And the reality is, is it's not their fault. And I want people to understand that it's not their fault. I want people to understand that they are stronger than these narcissistic subhumans. I want them to understand that they can they can absolutely heal if they want to. One thing I really love about your channel is that we get to be a part of your healing journey. Can you tell me more about that? Right now, currently, as I am uploading videos to this channel, I am healing because I am giving back. You know, I was hurt badly and now I am giving back to people and this is what's driving me to to create this channel, the um, the opportunity to give back and to show people that they are powerful enough to overcome this. They can break through this. They can free themselves and be happy again and leave these soulless creatures in the past where yeah, they belong. I, I really like where you're coming from. I like your take because I think it's Im important for us to share experience, strength, and hope with each other and talk about something that was very traumatic for, for most survivors, which is the discard. Um, my experience with dealing with uh, somebody with NPD is that afterwards, when you when you are discarded, you often tend to blame yourself, and uh, you often tend to look at yourself and wonder what did what did you do wrong, um, and and you you tend to put yourself down, and and your self esteem has been lowered, and you feel like just trash and. And, uh, and, and it's something that's real hard because you tried your absolute best, but it was never good enough. And these people make you feel like victim. Uh, they make you feel like they're the victims. They, f they, they act like victims and they make you feel like you're the one who's abusive. So when they discard you, they do it in such a way that's so cold and so like, you know, dismissive that it actually makes you question your own worth. Yeah, it does terrible damage to the self-esteem and many survivors are in deep pain because of this abuse, which brings us to our main topic. So let's talk about sex and the female narcissist. Here's my first question to you, JC. Is it true that sex with a female narcissist is devoid of intimacy? Absolutely. Um, my ex-narcissist is a, an, an attractive woman. She's older, but she's an attractive woman. She is... Uh, 
she's a salsa dancer. We both uh, were salsa dancers and instructors. And, um, you know, but in the beginning, I, I realized that, you know, what got us together wasn't physical attraction because I wasn't as attracted. Like she's she's pretty, but she wasn't my physical type. So I, I, I found myself being attracted to the sweet side of her. But when we, the first time we got intimate, I, I, I felt like it was robotic and it was just, you know, one, two, three. And, you know, a lot of people, it's funny because they say, well, you're a man. It shouldn't be too much of a problem for you. I'm a man at, at a stage in my life that wants intimacy and wants closeness and, and to be connected. And I never felt that way with my ex. I always felt like it was just kind of a duty to to, to have sex. And, uh, and oftentimes I would even be frustrated I wouldn't even finish because it, it just felt like there wasn't anything there it was there was no real connection and uh, and there was no real closeness so yeah I I, I very much felt like uh, the the intimacy was definitely like not there at all thank you so much for sharing that JC it's not easy to do and hopefully your experience is going to resonate and help others you know, there are so many stereotypes about narcissists out there. And one of them is that narcissists are sexual dynamite. So there's this idea that people stay with them for great sex. And that's not always the case. So let's look at another stereotype about narcissists. A lot of survivors experience infidelity and promiscuity in their relationships with narcissists. How did that play out for you with your female narcissist? Um, it played out in the sense that she was very much active even while we were together. Um, and it wasn't always necessarily with me. <laughs> um, she had a lot of, uh, she had a lot of sexual partners and, um, she exploited, she used it to exploit all of them and to get what she wanted. But having talked with previous sexual partners, they experienced the exact same thing of her being, uh, missing something in the bedroom. And a lot of them telling me, and this is not to like, you know, talk trash about a woman. I don't want to seem like I'm bitter, but, you know, a lot of them have told me that they've also left frustrated and, and also feeling like, wow, that was not, that wasn't all that at all. Like this, all this for, for, you know, cheap whack sex, as they would say. Um, there were times where her and I would have a good sex, but it was often because I put in the work and I, and I try to, uh, you know, be connected or there was time where it was just like okay i think it's just time to get off you know to get my rocks off because um you know truthfully uh this is that's the only purpose for this sexual encounter um so she you know that is a stereotype but it's it doesn't always ring true because some narcissists just don't want to be uh emotionally connected so the sex won't be as passionate and it won't be as fulfilling and it won't be as as uh as powerful while some others um you know are sex addicts and uh will go all, all out and out of their way to sexually please you because it gives them that fuel um but with my experience i didn't experience that at all i often experienced very dull sex life um not very exciting um she had a, a lot of rules um and it was just it was very it was very below subpar and, um, and at that point I was just like, well, you know, I guess it is what it is, you know, I enjoy it while it lasts. And, and, and I'm a very sexual person when I'm in a relationship with someone and that I love. So, but I'm also very loyal. So I said, well, it is what it is. Um, you know, got to take it for what it is. Certain people have certain preferences and all. And, um, yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt robotic. It didn't feel, uh, very satisfying. 
Um, and it was definitely not the sexual dynamite that people believed that she was and that she portrayed. Because when she dances on the dance floor, um, she's very sexy. But when she's in the bedroom, she's very, um, you know, one, two, three, four. And it's a... Uh, it was frustrating to say the least. You know, I find that's the common denominator in these relationships. Our needs always come second, if at all. So we're left chasing the high of intermittent love, but the love is fake. It's synthetic and we're left starving. I want to follow up on something you said. You said your ex-partner used sex to exploit people. So my next question for you, JC, is are female narcissists sexually manipulative? Absolutely. In the beginning, we were having sex all the time, and then it just stopped. Here's the thing. Since she's an older woman, she would always blame the lack of sex on the fact that she is going through uh, perimenopause. She's an older woman, and she would always say that she's going through changes in her body. So for me, it was like, well, how, how quick does this change in your body happen? Because it just seemed like in a, in a, in a snap, our sex went from all the time to none at all. So at one point we ended up splitting up where we sat down and we spoke and it was actually very, uh, like it was kind of, kind of mutual in a way. And, uh, and I actually had a lot of respect for her for sitting down with me and talking. And then we, we broke up and we went about, but then I noticed that when she hoovered me back in and we got back together, um, the sex was like it was in the very beginning. It was all the time. And then came the, the withholding again and everything, and then the final discard, which was eventually um, done and led by me, who, you know, where she discarded me, but eventually I went no contact and decided to move on with my life. But uh, yeah, she was very manipulative. She would withhold sex and everything. And um, of course, I found this out from other um, former sources of supply that she did the same thing to them. You know, uh, sex to her was not about the feeling of sex. Um, it was about controlling people and then hanging it over their heads. And it's funny because, um, you know, a lot of times I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very sexual person, but I'm also very good at holding out. <laughs> so, you know, we would go on a couple of months and I would just be, you know, like nothing's going on. And then, uh, you know, uh, maybe w one random time we would get intimate and then it would stop for the next couple of months and then the discard. So, uh, yeah, she was very manipulative. Uh, she did use sex to... Um, to manipulate um, not just myself, but she used sex to manipulate people for money, um, uh, people for uh, for positions of power, and um, yeah, that's just that's what just what she did. So yeah, absolutely. When you don't understand their mentality, it can be very confusing and frustrating. I often say that in their interactions with other people, the narcissist's mindset is that they're either gaining power or losing it. And I think this extends to sex because unless they can see a direct payoff in the form of positive fuel, they'll withhold sex to gain negative fuel, to gain the fuel of seeing us not get our needs met, but still sticking around because in their minds, this confirms their dominance over us. I think it's so interesting that you heard from her other sources and exchanged experiences. And that was your wake up call. What was the takeaway from those conversations that led you to go no contact? Well, the big takeaway was that I had already felt in my heart that there was something wrong with her. And I had already felt that this woman had used me for money, for rent. She used me for my resources. And that uh, then she just discarded me like, like, nothing, like nothing happened. So the big takeaway was that I didn't want to deal with these kind of people anymore. And, uh, and I didn't want to deal with her. So 
when I got the call from friends that she had done this to people before, I was just pretty much disgusted. I was disgusted. I was turned off completely. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to enable this person anymore. I'm going to let this, uh, as you would say, the poison bleed out. So I cut the cord. I let the poison bleed out, basically. And uh, it's still bleeding. And I'm still hurting a little bit. But, you know, as, as I've, you know, started putting videos together for this channel... Um, I'm starting to heal more as I'm trying to help people and, you know, and, and, and that's basically it. But the big takeaway was that, yeah, I did not want to be in a one-sided relationship or even a friendship because we were broken up already and she was hitting me up for things here and there. She would throw little flirty messages my way. All right. So she, she wanted to keep you as backup supply in her fuel matrix in her narcissistic harem. I'm too grown for that shit, you know, um, pardon my, my, my language, but I'm too old for that, that kind of, uh, those kind of games. And I just said to myself, I'm still young enough to meet somebody who's going to treat me like I am a diamond in the rough and not somebody who's going to treat me like I am a diamond dozen. And so I just said, you know what? Let me cut my losses now. Let me deal with the hurt. Let me deal with the grieving and uh, move on with my life. And eventually I will reach that point where I'm happy. I think that's how healing is done. It's reconnecting with our own power to upgrade our operating system. When we do that, life gets so much better. We're no longer willing to settle for one-sided relationships and fake people. You were dealing with a major life event when you woke up and red-pilled on the narcissist in your life. Can you talk a bit about that? You know, I had just had spine surgery and uh, and, and I had lost 30 pounds. Um, I have uh, been going back out salsa dancing, been meeting a lot of different people. So things are working out. You know, my life has gotten better. So JC, let me ask you an honest question. Do you still miss the narcissist? Do I still miss the narcissist? Uh, well, I missed what I thought was real because to me it was real, but I, I don't miss this person. Um, and do I feel for them? Yes. I, I, I feel, I feel terrible for her. I feel bad for her, but, uh, you know, that can, that's something that she can deal with herself. I don't need to, uh, to see her implode and, and try to feel bad for her or anything like that. She can move on with her own life. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Tell me one thing. What is your goal, your recovery goal for the future? I'm going to get better and get stronger. And that's the big takeaway is that I know that I can get better. I know that I can get stronger. I am above this piece of garbage who tried to destroy me. Okay. Final question, JC. What are your picks for the top three red flags to help others spot a narcissist? Wow. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you the red flags that I bypassed because I tried to see the good in people. And this is a lot of times us as empaths, we do this. We'll see some red flags and we think we can help people. But the first thing that 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 was a red flag to me was the intense jealousy and the the intense, the blaming of, uh, of infidelity. She was always blaming me for going behind her back and doing something. Yeah, she was incredibly jealous and would always, uh, would always accuse me of doing something behind her back. And that was one of the first red flags that I saw. And I said to myself, you know, I can show this woman that I am, I am a faithful, loyal man, you know, and the, she knows that I have had, I've had a history of being around a lot of women, especially in the salsa scene. I've been around a lot of women. I've dated a lot, but I've always been very honest with everybody that I've been together uh, with. Uh, so that was one of the red flags was her intense jealousy and, uh, and, 
and her always blaming me for doing something and accusing, you know, jealousy and accusing me of, uh, of doing something behind her back. The, uh, the second red flag was that I noticed that she always had a bad story about her former lovers or, or exes. She was always the one that was abused. She dealt with two narcissists. This is what she told me. And, and I just found it funny that she never had a good relationship and her relationships was always short. She always, uh, she was always in and out of a job. She would always lose. She could never hold down a job. And this to me just showed instability. And it just showed like that, you know, to me, it was like there was something wrong. Like if you can never hold down a relationship or hold down a job, something is definitely wrong. The third, uh, the third red flag she always had this real evil stare or grin. And this is something that would often leave me like, what the hell? Like, she always had this evil grin, uh, and she would always get off on upsetting people. Like, her thing was that she always wanted to prove people wrong, and she always wanted to win the argument. Um, you know, this is something that resonated with me as as her being almost evil in a way. And I thought it was really evil, and, and I even... Uh, I remember even, you know, telling her one time, you know, that's really childish. Why do you get off on hurting people? That's just really stupid. Like, it makes no sense. And it's really, like, pathetic. That was kind of the red flag that led me to start believing that this, I might be dealing with somebody who is narcissistic in nature and, and has narcissistic traits. And that's when I started doing my research on NPD. And, um, yeah, that's how I kind of came to the conclusion that she might be a narcissist. And after all the research I've done and and all the findings and everything, uh, uh, yeah, she turned out to be everything that I researched. And uh, and those those are basically my three red flags. Love over narcissism. Thank you so much for sharing your experience on sex and the female narcissist. It's so important to hear from someone who's gone through it and who has the courage to share their healing journey with our community. I'm so excited about your channel. And I want to thank you again for being a part of my first cross-channel collaboration. I know you're going to have great success, and I know you're going to help a lot of people. Thank you, Narcissistic Abuse Rehab, for allowing me to voice my, uh, you know, my my side of the story and and answer some questions. Um, you know, I, I really hope to add a lot of value to the community and you know to people who are who are trying to heal from narcissistic abuse. And uh, and the post-traumatic stress that that you know accompanies with with this. Um, thank you for everything. You have been a uh, a godsend. Um, I love your videos and uh, keep keep doing the good work. And you are a hero to all of us. Thank you so much. Love you guys. The channel is Love Over Narcissism. The link is in the show notes down below. Now I want to hear your take on sex and the female narcissist. So leave your comments down below because we always have fantastic discussions. Guys, be good to yourself. And before I go, I want to say we got mad love for the BK at Narcissistic Abuse Rehab. Hello.